I don't care what anyone says. Instagram is the new yellow and white pages. If I need to find someone, I will hit up Instagram. If I need to get my hair done, Instagram. Latest fashions, Instagram. Latest news, Instagram. Well, maybe not Instagram because everything is not real news. However, Instagram is the spot for information and what better way than to come across a page that hits a specific demographic, everything into one. I'm talking about two women creating the platform Brooklyn Mavens. Everything Brooklyn, from food, shopping, events, and hot spots at your disposal. Not only from their Instagram page, but also through their e-newsletter. Being a Brooklyn girl myself, I am happy to be interviewing Merlin Oliver and Lauren Riley of Brooklyn Mavens and understanding how did they fall upon this discovery of creating this platform and what are their most exciting moments of exploring Brooklyn. This around the way girl wants to chat with you. She's discovering new information in this world that surrounds her, tapping into her inner power, her sexuality, and taking ownership of her insecurities. She discovered she had to unlearn some things. Come and enjoy her moments of reflection, re-education, redefinition, and evolution. Kick back, sip some wine, take a drive, whatever your vibe. Join me, your host, Shay Sana, with She Discovered Podcast. So stay tuned. You might learn some things. Ladies, thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of She Discovered Podcast. I'm very appreciative that you guys even agreed to be a part of this episode. As I said before, I have been following you guys for nearly a year and I just came across it because I think I was looking for like a thrift store or something and the hashtag or something you guys posted was connected to that. And I just started scrolling through your page and I was just like, oh my gosh, I love these girls. I love what they're doing. Signed up for your e-newsletter and everything that I was receiving. I'm like, yo, these girls are, or these women, let me say, <laughs> are on it. Ladies, can you just tell me how and why did you get started with Brooklyn Mavens? Um, So Merlin and I, we're, as we said before, we're both from Brooklyn and we've known each other for so long. And we started seeing a lot of people, you know, moving to not only just New York, but there were a lot of people were moving into Brooklyn and they were going into, you know, all the popular areas, um, Williamsburg, and all the all those places to do things but we wanted to provide a platform for people from the eyes of Brooklyn natives um, to show them like everything that's out there things to do local businesses and highlight entrepreneurs to support our borough um, and it's been a really great experience um, we've met a lot of people and we've heard a lot of good things like what you've said like putting people on to new things so it's been a really good ex- it's been a really good ride how did you guys like start to brainstorm and figure out how you actually were going to create this platform for everyone, specifically on IG. First started off as a fashion brand highlighting people from Brooklyn that were fashionistas, but the niche was like literally too close. So the fact that we were also wanting to talk about other things in Brooklyn around that time, gentrification was like really, I guess, apparent. That's when we kind of switched to Brooklyn Mavens and just thinking about like the branding in general, it was just easier to like stand out. And then so with IG... It was just really about just like the visuals was number one and like putting people on to like food. That's the fact that also a lot of influencers are out and it's just like a solo person, but seeing two people as well is different from um, everything that you see on social media. Like we probably know maybe like three or four other brands that do like duos, but 
it already stands out. So um, really staying keen to like being bright and colorful, bringing Brooklyn to life as opposed to just highlighting Williamsburg and Bushwick. Um, so visuals is really key and also being like totally authentic with the fact that we're Brooklynites. As you can see on the brand, sometimes you'll see like us talking like like we, and then sometimes it'll be just Lauren and sometimes just be me. What year did you guys begin? 2016. I know it's just when I moved, right, moved back home and then we were just at my house and we we're just like let's just get it started we started two brands we started brooklyn we were bk fashion mavens and then we had um uh it was a food page <laughs> yeah. so we kind of kind of conjoined both of them together to make brooklyn mavens yeah, yeah. the food one was it was getting expensive it was, and it was hard <laughs> it's a whole nother like world doing food blogging and i don't think it was something that was for us yeah as opposed to like walking around neighborhoods and getting the content for free it's yeah. different usually you got with some food bloggers they, they're intense i could imagine because you would basically be like food critics mm -hmm. like people that would have to go like you said go to restaurants spend money take pictures eat the food i can see how that definitely could get a little bit more expensive right you have these lights like as soon as the plate comes out, you see them. If you go with a group, they all have their lights over a picture. I mean, over like their plate. And then it's like everybody taking a picture, taking a picture. It's not, you don't use a phone, camera light. You got to have a special external light. If you're hungry, like eat a snack before because you're not really eating. <laughs> that is interesting. That is interesting. How have you two seen the growth between your partnership as well as your content creation from 2006 up until now? I definitely felt it definitely got stronger because we're all together all the time. And we also had to like really think as basically entrepreneurs, right? So we feed off of each other, give each other ideas, give feedback. So it definitely has been stronger. And the fact that we've known each other for like, what, six years before that? So no matter like what you do when you go into business with someone that you also have to like, make sure you like them, number one. I mean, <laughs> but also making sure that you're understanding how each other like work. Were there any challenges that you guys experienced within your partnership or even in the development of the platform? Like you guys run into any snags how is it to work with another person? Because sometimes you could be a solo entrepreneur, but when you have a partner or even with or working with multiple people, sometimes a couple of snags can, you know, arrive. So have you guys had any develop, not developments, have you guys had any challenges in your development? I don't think we've had anything too crazy. Merle's a lot more organized than I am, so I'll give her that, to be honest. But I don't think, like, a lot of times if we don't necessarily agree on something, we know how to kind of just find the common denominator. I mean, we don't really, really make a too big a deal out of things. Like, if she... if. I want to do something and then Merle's like doesn't really agree with it then she'll probably just be like okay just do it and same for me so you guys work pretty well with each other yeah I think it's because we we were legit roommates all four years in college too so like two of the years we were in the same room together and then the last two years we had the same apartment so I think we know each other well enough so knowing you guys uh ladies as Brooklyn Mavens but do you mind just telling uh our listeners a little bit about each of you like Lauren do you do anything on the side uh, Merlin do you do anything on the side or is content creation your main avenue Lauren's a bomb ass photographer he's so kind um I do photography on the side outside of like doing my job 
and Brooklyn Mavens. Um, and I think the pandemic has been really helpful for me as far as like getting better at it, just because like I was doing like some self portraits and everything, whatnot, brought people to really see that I do that. So I've kind of gotten some business from it. Um, that's one thing like that I do that I'm still con- like trying to perfect. But Merle is a bomb at event planning and social media. Like she is a one. <laughs> <laughs> I do event planning and that ranges from like everything, but I really don't do weddings. Um, I do like more decor. I was an event producer. So like 1,000 to like 300,000. Um, so I'm not really doing that anymore because of Corona, but hopefully in the future, I'll like pick that back up. But right now I'm starting like my own like content creation, creative agency. So it's just, yeah, so content creation is what I do. How do you guys differentiate yourself from other content creators that are doing similar things as yourself? We already stand out because of our niche. And also the fact that like, I guess a lot of influencers, their pages are fully so curated. And also it's like, yeah, we care about that. Um, A lot of people get different feels when it comes to our pages. It's not like nudes. Like I'm honestly kind of tired of seeing it. Um, I'm being like minimalist, but our page, you know, it shows like our personalities and the life of like Brooklyn. It's bright. It could be kind of neutral as well, but I think that stands out. And again, like our niche and like what our mission is, like with just Brooklyn in general and our lives as like Brooklynites. I would agree. And that was as a person that goes through Instagram and like you said, see other influencers pages with minimalist or fashion or whatever they're curated to. It was so interesting to see that you guys touched on so many things specifically for Brooklyn, right? Like where to go for food, where to go for thrifting, um, what are the events that are popping? And at the same time, you guys fashion sense is also the bomb. So it was like you get everything in one within your your page. How would you say things have changed for you guys and your content during the pandemic? You would think that you wouldn't be so busy during the pandemic, but you kind of are. And then you're just kind of exhausted too at the same time. Our brand also fuels from like things happening and going out and if things are closed down, it slowed that down a lot. Yeah, it was, I feel like the pandemic, I mean, we're still going through it, but it has been had like its roller coasters. Like when it first happened, it was like, oh, what was going on? <laughs> and then we use a lot. I mean, we've been doing this for four years so we have a lot of content that we can repurpose and we did that and then a whole like just re-emphasizing like black lives matter was a big thing because lauren and i have always been advocates for black owned businesses since we ever started we have like really good relationships with black owned businesses around brooklyn especially bed Stuy. so we've been big supporters of them so when we pushed out like black owned businesses that like made us even even bigger thankful for that but yeah so right now we're still a person con be purposing content and also during the summertime a lot of businesses did open so it was really good to see brooklyn still flourish mm-hmm. and i feel like brooklyn still had like a lot of people moved out that weren't that were like what do you call those people that come and they transplant yes hold on hold on let's rewind <laughs> what is that transplant of a transplant like people who aren't from new york but and then they live in new york you just call them transplants i'm done <laughs> I've never heard of that. If we were to move to like, if we were to move to like Charlotte, North Carolina, or something, then they would call us trans- a transplant, and they claim it like they. But yeah, they be claiming New York. I would say though, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was still appreciative of the newsletters that I was still receiving because you guys were still highlighting virtual events mm-hmm. that people could go to, Black Lives Matters protests that people could go to. So I still did notice that you 
guys were still doing your best and providing content or things for people to do, even though we were in the midst of a pandemic. Um, with you guys mentioning the whole transplant thing, which is now a new discovery for me, how have you seen besides that over time, especially you guys going to so many different places and different neighborhoods in Brooklyn, because Brooklyn is huge. Brooklyn has so many different areas. How have you seen the transition of Brooklyn throughout the years? For sure, my my neighborhood, um, I've seen transition. And it's funny because I talk about my parents a lot. There was this place... It was probably like like a Kennedy fried chicken type of place. But I, when I was a kid, I called it chicken in the box. And <laughs> like they had the most bomb sweet potato pies. Like it was so good. And then they got rid of it. But when I think back to when that place was like went out of business, I feel like that was the beginning of gentrification in my neighborhood. Because now like, like I live really close to the Barclays Center. So I, my neighborhood used to be more um, mixed. Now it's predominantly Caucasian. Um, mm. But like now... <laughs> now like you know i have a union market i got a soul cycle i have all this stuff like i love it that i can t take part in it i just really wish that you know neighborhoods could get these things without having to people having to move out because they can't afford it but yeah like i got a lot in my neighborhood i don't have to go anywhere i could go i could go right down the 333 because that's right there i could go club i could go be uh i could go work out do everything in my neighborhood the most funniest thing that we've all noticed um the people who live like on my side of uh i live in east flatbush so we made used to make like not used to make fun but we noticed that like you know all the white people on the two train used to come up at a certain stop but my number one thing i really really dislike is like the, the buildings that they're building and the brilliant homes the ones that don't fit so I even on my way home, I was just like, damn, they building on the building right here. This is mad awkward. So that's the thing. And I just feel bad of people who have homes and now like their views are blocked. I have like a I have a decent view of the city and sometimes I can't even see certain things now because there's big buildings and buildings that are just blocking it. And the fact that the rents and everything in the neighborhood is just going up. So it's like, sheesh. It's very expensive. I think I had a friend that said she has a one bedroom. The bedroom is really small, but of course it's a luxury building. And I think she said she was paying three thousand. What? And I was like, why are you paying three thousand dollars for a one bedroom? Just because of course the amenities. You have a gym inside and yada yada yada. But in my mind, I'm like, that's mortgage. That's more than a mortgage per month, you know? So I I get it. Everyone wants to live in Brooklyn, wants the New York City lifestyle, but I'm thinking like financially, it's it's not the best or smartest decision for everyone. Would you guys say, because I've gone to, because I moved down south for a little bit and then I came back and Brooklyn felt like a whole new world to me, to tell you the truth, because I left back in 2011 and coming back, I went to, first I was in West Virginia and then I moved to uh, Tennessee and I was like right near um, Atlanta. So I could also see how much you could get for your money with apartments down there. <laughs> and it's way bigger than any one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. But coming back here, it just really felt different to me. But one place or area that I truly enjoyed was going to Bed-Stuy. Because Bed-Stuy had so many, like you said, Black-owned businesses. I started to see a lot of more health food shops. So even though a lot of things change, I also saw the benefit of certain areas in Brooklyn based on these businesses. Yeah, I agree. I have like a health food store near me and they make smoothies and they have like all the things that are probably good to like uh, try to go for. How do you guys like figure out where 
where you're going to go or what your next post is going to be about? I feel like I'm always on the internet. That's one thing. So I always, and people send me stuff. So they're like, oh, check this out because they want me to go so I can see it. And then I'll be like, all right, it was good. But for that, I just feel like the main thing with social and content is just you want to always post something that people don't know about. You're teaching them something. So that's the main thing. I feel like we always put people onto things anyway, no matter what we post. And then like my favorite thing to do is like, I ride the bus a lot sometimes. And I like to like always highlight new businesses. What would you say has been your favorite spots to discover around Brooklyn? Yeah, Vinegar Hill is pretty cool. Like I didn't know about it until we really started doing Brooklyn Mavens. And it's just like, feels like you're set back in time. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's like five blocks. There's a lot of history back there. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a mansion over there, everything. But you said that because I was going to say Aquaba Mansion is so like unique and people still don't know about it. It's yeah. like in breakfast, um, in Bed-Stuy. It's like, it looks like a normal, like regular house, but it's huge. And it's actually a bed and breakfast in there. People um, rent out for weddings. I think they've had like most stuff stayed there. They have different locations. It's called Aquaba Mansion and it's black owned. And they used to have their own show on the Oprah Network for their other locations. So that's really dope. I definitely learned more about Brooklyn once we started. Cause like I, you know, we went to college and then I moved to Philly after school. So I never got to experience New York City as a whole, especially as like a 21 and up old person. And so even starting Brooklyn Mavens, I, I learned so much more about my own borough that I wouldn't have known if I didn't really do that. Cause you have to be really inquisitive and be able to go out and do a lot of things. I would agree. Cause I've said this to my friend, that I feel certain tourists get more out of New York City or Brooklyn than a person that is actually from Brooklyn or New York City because sometimes we stick to what we know but again with your platform you're giving people that are even Brooklynites a reason to go out and discover more about the borough so I totally admire that do you guys see yourselves branching out from Instagram like maybe a YouTube channel or doing collaborations like what is the next moves for Brooklyn Maven I want us to be on TV. I think me and Merle, we're really funny together. And I could see us doing like, even if it's like news channel 12 or something, you know, those like little regular TV um, channels and they have those little segments. I really could see us doing that. Yeah. So I definitely, I just feel like to do more, my whole thing with like branding and just being like a content creator is collaboration. So like, I love doing that and we're going to figure brands, bring more spotlights to Brooklyn. I definitely, to tell you the truth, I definitely see you girls way like right on your way to doing TV segments or even more video content because as much as I see the ED newsletter and the Instagram, I actually would thoroughly enjoy more like visuals and videos. And like you said, Brooklyn 12, it's like, how have they not picked up on you guys (laughs) as yet? You know what I mean? Because it makes sense. Like it talks about everything Brooklyn. So why not highlight two women that are, you know, highlighting the culture of Brooklyn from everything, like we said, fashion, food, events and so forth so i definitely wish that for you too thank you so much for uh this interview coming on sharing about your platform but before you go can you tell the listeners where they can find you or how they can subscribe to your e-newsletter um so follow us because we should bomb at brooklyn maven so that's 
B-K-L-Y-N Maven. And then the link to subscribe to our newsletter is um, in our bio. All right. So like you said, it is B-K-L-Y-N Mavens on Instagram. And then from there, they can hit the subscribe button for the e-newsletter. Yes. They can hit the subscribe button and they can hit the follow button. Too. Follow and subscribe, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you've gained some knowledge, insight, and clarity in this moment, creating your own inner discoveries. Tune in again with new episodes released every Tuesday. And most importantly, head over to at She Discovered Podcast on Instagram to interact with me and receive more tips and info relating to all topics discussed. As always, you are appreciated.